I'm Megan Murphy, host of The Same Drugs. I'm here to have conversations. Real, honest, authentic conversations. The kind we aren't supposed to have anymore. I interview anyone I find interesting, from left to right to everywhere in between. I work independently in order to have the freedom to say what I believe and speak to whoever I want. But with independence comes a lot of work and very little security. I rely on donors and patrons, so individuals, to support my work so that I can continue to do what I do. If you appreciate the kinds of conversations we're having at the same drugs, please consider becoming a subscriber on Patreon, that's patreon.com slash Megan Murphy, or you can subscribe to the same drugs on Substack. It's meganmurphy.substack.com. You can also support this podcast directly on Spotify by clicking the support button on the Same Drugs podcast page. You can learn more about my work and donate to support it at meganmurphy.ca. Thank you so much for supporting Conversations Outside the Algorithm. Today on the show, I'm speaking with Rupa Supramanya, an Ottawa-based journalist who writes for the National Post and the Free Press. Hello. Thank you so much for joining me on The Same Drugs. I'm really looking forward to talking with you. I really appreciate your work lately at the Free Press in particular. Um, So yeah, I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Yeah, likewise. Likewise. Thank you for having me. So I've been following this this liberal push to pass Bill C-11 for some time. And it seems like it's moving forward really quickly at this point. I was really glad to see your article at the Free Press recently because that brings the issue to a more international audience, obviously. It's been really hard, I think, for Canadians who are concerned about this bill to break through to a bigger audience to explain what's really going on. And your article did that really well. Um, so, and of course it was called Trudeau's battle against a free internet. I wonder if you can start by explaining to our audience what bill C11 is, or, you know, what it claims to be. (laughs) Well, so bill C11 is, uh, called the online streaming act, um, and um, it would make um, online streaming services like Netflix, YouTube, um, uh, you know, really anything, any online streaming service, uh, it would make them prioritize Canadian content. Uh, now, what is Canadian content? That is up for debate. Nobody really knows what Canadian content is. Uh, no one really has a definition for what what qualifies as Canadian content. Um, and this is basically trying to up uh, to 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 update the uh, Broadcasting Act, um, which is uh, which regulates uh, our TV, uh, television, radio stations. Um, and and what this bill would do, I mean, the problem with this bill is the language is extremely vague. It gives the CRTC, our regulator. Uh, an incredible amount of power to uh, uh, to 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 uh, to basically decide what Canadian content is and what shows up on our um, on, on on a streaming platform, um, and uh, and this is this is 
you know, has many critics. It, it's had critics even from within, um, from even among supporters of the Trudeau government, which is pushing this bill. Um, and uh, and it, you know, it has so it has it has critics like Margaret Atwood, for example, who uh, came out pretty uh, very strongly against it. So um, so this this bill is is you know it's 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 incredibly problematic because it gives the a, the regulator an enormous amount of power the language in the bill is very vague um, and 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 so it leaves a lot of stuff open to interpretation and um, and 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 it's um, you know a, some people call it a censorship bill uh, at some level you could interpret that as as a censorship bill because some content is prioritized over other content. Um, so let's say the regulator doesn't like um, Jordan Peterson, for example, or they don't like you, for example, or me, for that matter. Um, they have the power to deprioritize that uh, in favor of something that uh, they think would uh, would would make more ideological sense to them. Mm -hmm. And where would that kind of content potentially be deprioritized? Is it that Canadians, you know, if you're Canadian, you would be seeing something different on your feed as determined by the CRTC. How would that actually work in practice? Uh, yeah. So the way this works is um, it's, it's, it's a little technical, but it's not really that hard to understand. Uh, basically, just imagine this. On, you know, you go on to uh, YouTube or whatever and the algorithm. So a lot of this depends on the algorithm. Uh, so the CRTC would ask YouTube to alter its algorithm um, and 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 to prioritize Canadian content in Canada. And uh, when that content is prioritized, um, what often ends up happening is that um, that users will often will will give a thumbs down to this content because this is not content that they want to see mm. on their feed. Uh, and so they give it a thumbs down and, and it limits the visibility of that content. And, um, and YouTube has come out strongly against this. This, this would actually harm um, uh, Canadian content producers um, um, and, and, and because uh, and a lot of them rely on, on, on uh, you know, there are many prominent YouTubers uh, who, uh, who rely on their content being accessible uh, in the U.S., in Europe, elsewhere, and, and, and that's a big part of the revenue stream. So when, when you have, uh, when you prioritize this content, you're, you're deprioritizing it elsewhere. And that's the crux of the problem here. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's so funny. It's all very Canadian, but the government is the, well, the liberal, the liberals are framing this bill as a means to support Canada's creators, artists, and creative industries. So that all sounds very nice. You're like, okay, mm. sure. Why not support Canadian artists and creators? Um, but I mean, which is called CanCon, of course, as you know, but I mean, I wonder, do, I wonder if you think that CanCon is actually an important thing. I mean, I don't, I, I don't know how genuine the Canadian government is in those claims, but do you think it's actually important, you're Canadian, to promote Canadian content in media? 
do you really need the government to promote uh, you as an artist, as a writer, as um, you know, as 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 someone who is in the creative space? No, I don't think so. I think we're doing just fine. Um, <laughs> there are other ways to make um, make make you know foster a cultural environment. Um, you know, more funding for the arts, for example, uh, and and that kind of thing. But you know, many of us are doing just fine without the government intervening in the space. Uh, so the question is, why are they, why are they interfering um, in this space? And the, and it, it, yes, you're right. It absolutely sounds innocuous and benevolent and uh, they're trying to help us. But at the end of the day, it is, it is another instance of government overreach. Let's not forget that. Um, and, uh, and that's, that's what this is all about. Um, and you're giving a regulator, uh, a regulator that can't even define what Canadian content is, um, you know, you're giving this regulator an enormous amount of power. You're giving the government an enormous amount of power. Um, you know, I, I spoke to Jordan Peterson for the story and he, he made a good point, which is, look, you know, I'm, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not ideologically aligned with this current government, so they're not going to prioritize my content. That, mm -hmm. that that's that's not going to happen, and more importantly, I didn't need the government to help me. Uh, I you know I made it on my own. So what is what is this? What is this? Uh, uh, what is this? You know why sudden? Why is it that suddenly you need the government to step in and help Canadian artists? Um, uh, you know, one of our biggest strengths actually is our soft power. The way uh, Canadians have uh, uh, made their mark in Hollywood, um, uh, pop music, uh, you know, south of the border, pretty much um, every every major um, every every big any big artistic ac accomplishment. I'm sure you'll you'll find a Canadian uh, who's part of that. Um, you know, I, either as a singer, as the artist, as uh, someone working in that space. I mean, there's always a prominent Canadian who's part of that. So, um, you know, my the point is that, you know, Canadians are, and, and they're making it big here as well. That's the other point. Um, uh, a lot of, uh, uh, you know, many, 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 many people actually got their start here. And uh, Justin Bieber, for example, um, who um, you know made it big in the U.S., was discovered on YouTube because his mother was posting his videos on YouTube. Um, you know, he was singing at these uh, contests and he was busking, and his mom would just post these uh, videos on YouTube and tag them appropriately. And uh, and one fine day, um, this talent scout uh, discovered him, and uh, the rest is history. And that's because not and and that had nothing to do with the government. It had nothing to do with any government. Uh, it just happened organically. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I agree with you, and I agree with Jordan Peterson as well. I mean, I most of my work. Uh, that's you know centered around Canada in any case is in opposition to the to government policy and government ideology under the liberal government in any case. Um, so I can't imagine that they would promote any of my work or content. But also, I mean, 
you the idea that you need the government in order to make you into like a popular creator or artist is so silly because that's not how things work nowadays with social media. I mean, as you say, Justin Bieber, I mean, Justin Bieber got big regardless of the Canadian government. <laughs> you know, he didn't need yeah. the government to promote him. And I don't think that the government is actually like, I don't think that you can force somebody to be popular just by shoving them into the algorithm over and over and over again. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, no, I and I think I think uh, Patty Millette, Justin Bieber's mother, um, uh, put it uh, quite succinctly. She said, uh, "It's almost as though they don't think that we're good enough, you know, that we need to be promoted. You know, it's like mm, they don't yeah. that we're not we're not uh, good enough to face competition out there." And and I think that's well said. I think I think she uh, hit the nail on the head there. Um, uh, and you know, to my previous point where. Um, that 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 a lot of we have we have plenty of success stories. We have uh, plenty of success stories in this country um, that have happened um, without any government intervention. Uh, and uh, and you know, so why now? You know, what 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 is what's going on here? You know, and and I think this is just another instance of government overreach. Yeah. Well, and at the risk of being rude, I <laughs> feel like CanCon. You know. As a Canadian, I feel like CanCon is often pretty bad. It's actually not very popular. And so I have a, a pretty strong suspicion that whatever the government would choose to promote under their, their CanCon mandate um, would, I don't think that it would make Canada look much better. <laughs> you know, they tend to choose, they tend to choose people and content for very political reasons that sort of advertise a certain politic or ideology or a certain version of diversity as according to the Canadian government. And it's never really very good. So if they actually are trying to promote Canadians and Canadian artists, I don't think that the government's selecting these artists to be the ones to try to push out to the world is the best way to go about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I, I don't think the government should even be involved in this. Like, why are they? Why are they uh, doing this? And uh, um, you know, it, it's all quite disturbing, uh, to say the least. Because yeah. uh, you look at uh, Bill C eighteen, for example, uh, which uh, is the um, uh, the, um, the 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 I think it's the misinformation. I forget. Sorry, it's a bit late here, but I'll look it up. Hold on. <laughs> uh, yeah, Bill C C eighteen is the other bill, and um, uh, I should know this. Oh, it's uh, the Online News Act. Sorry, to yes, yes, yes. So Bill C eighteen is the right, online news. Right, Act. it's the online mm -hmm. news act. So, uh, it's it, and that would force companies like. Google, Meta, so Facebook, yeah. things yeah. like that, yeah. to pay Canadian media companies in order for their content <laughs> to show up on their algorithms. Is that and, right? Yeah, and okay. and uh, if I'm not mistaken, um, I I think my my uh, what I heard was that several of these uh, companies have threatened to just pull out of the Canadian market because they don't want to put up with this. So. Um, you know, these are all instances of how the government is trying to control what you and I consume, uh, 
and uh, ultimately you know that that is the goal and um and and uh, you know and to what extent and and big tech i think for the most part some will comply some will just ex exit the market but um at the end of the day it's you and i who are going to be um uh facing the brunt of it uh mm -hmm. as um as 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 you know because our uh our our basic rights and freedoms are once again uh being infringed upon by the government and uh and 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 uh, you know this the, there needs to be some kind of a pushback here like i said this is not a partisan issue um it is uh, you know it, it is it is an issue that has that has animated everyone from margaret atwood to uh, people on the right, um, you know, their their voices within the liberal government, uh, the conservative yeah, government, Pierre yeah, Polyevra. Yeah, liberal senators have spoken out against it. So I, you know, I, this is not a partisan issue. This is this is, but it is a very very important issue, and uh, and and you know, it, it does need uh, some serious pushback. I just uh, don't see that happening um the i think the battle is still on um but uh but you know i i just worry when it becomes law um you know it's it's just by the way one thing i should point out is that we are the only country as far as bill c11 is concerned we are the only country on the planet uh at least at least as far as advanced western democracies are concerned uh to be to to uh, you know that we're the only ones pursuing this. Uh, the only other countries that have a version of this are authoritarian countries like North Korea and uh, and and China. Mm -hmm. uh, so Canada is an outlier, um, and it, it, no other country is pursuing this uh, something so draconian. Um, uh, Bill C C eighteen, I think, was inspired by something in Australia, something similar in Australia, but that hasn't been working well for the Australian Australians. But uh, Bill C eleven were were an outlier in the in the Western Hemisphere as far as liberal democracies are concerned. Yeah, it's very weird to me, and that's what I thought right away. I was like, okay, so pushing Canadian content as determined by a government entity, the CRTC, into our algorithms. Um, that strikes me as very China. Um, do you think that this actually is sort of a greater plan to control access to information, to free speech, to, um, you know, force government ideology onto the public to keep them keep them limited in terms of what they what kinds of ideas and maybe challenges or criticisms um canadians have access to or are exposed to yeah i think i think i think uh you know as far as the future is concerned i uh, you know I, I i try to be as optimistic as possible but uh but you know let's face it you know this is these are uh, the pandemic showed us how 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 much the government can actually be uh um you know involved in our lives and how willingly we let the government um in and and that that is a very scary situation we 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 were there not too long ago and and i think these bills i mean they sound very innocuous 
Um, and, and, you know, they sound very, uh, they sound like the government is your best friend, but come on, the government is never your best friend. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, that, that cynicism that we used to have towards big government, um, uh, you know, especially the left, um, you know, has just, uh, it, it's almost non-existent. And I, uh, I fear what the future, um, has in store for us, uh, you know, the government gets to decide what is, um, you know, just, just expanding this, you know, to other things, the government will decide what is misinformation, disinformation. Again, we've seen that already play out during the pandemic. Um, any, anytime you question, uh, the efficacy of the vaccines or, uh, lockdown measures or masks or any such thing, uh, you were branded a, um, uh, misinformation or, uh, a per, you know, you were, you're spreading misinformation or disinformation. So, and, and, and you had a willing group of experts, uh, uh, who, who went along with this and, uh, ganged up on their, uh, you know, on their fellow citizens and, uh, and, and made them into social outcasts and par social pariahs. So we've been there before. This is just taking the battle to a whole different level. Uh, it's, it's, in my opinion, very sinister. I don't think that we should be giving, giving the government this much control. Um, I worry about it because we're not, um, you know, this bill C 11, it's, it's gotten a lot of attention in recent weeks for sure. Yeah. But I don't think that the average Canadian is thinking about bill C 11. I don't blame them for not thinking about bill C 11. I think they're preoccupied by other things. They're preoccupied by inflation, the cost of living, um, unemployment, um, um, you know, just, uh, and many of us are still pro processing, um, uh, the pandemic, uh, you know, it wasn't that long ago when we were locked down and wearing masks and, uh, you know, and so a lot of us are just rebuilding our lives in a sense. So, you know, we're not paying attention to these, to these issues, but I think we should because, you know, it, it often happens that when you're not paying attention is when some of these most draconian measures come into come into place. And, bef and by the time you wake up, it's too late. So, you know, I, I do think people should, uh, should push, push back against this. I'm not, clearly, I'm not a fan of this bill. Um, I, you know, I, I, I think this is, um, you know, it, it makes us look really bad on the world stage. Um, and it sets a really bad example. Think about what um, authoritarian countries uh, that we lecture to, you know, we, we, we lecture other uh, countries, other maybe not so liberal democracies and tell them, look, you know, you shouldn't be doing that because this is, this is, uh, this is, uh, uh, you know, this is an infringement. This, this is infringing on people's rights and freedoms. And, um, and this is, you know, this is not a good way to go. Uh, but he, yet here we are doing exactly the same thing. So it just, it just, makes no sense. I mean, it makes sense as far as the Trudeau government is concerned, but, you know, it sets a really uh, bad example. Um, and, and, uh, you know, and, and it, 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 it makes us look terrible. It makes for extremely bad optics. Yeah. And I mean, I think that is, I mean, the Canadian government seems to really have a knack for making these bills seem extremely boring so that nobody would really be inclined to get involved in the debate. I mean, 
if you didn't know much about this bill, you would hear, you know, like online streaming act, CRTC, CanCon, blah, 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 blah. Why do I care? Um, And I think they probably tried to frame it that way on purpose, as we said earlier, you know, this is just about supporting Canadian artists. Um, But in as far as this debate goes, and I think there's a, you know, general thing in Canada where people don't actually get super involved in debates around bills and legislation. Um, Do you get the sense that there is Canadian support for this bill? Or is it more that people don't really know that it's happening at all? I think, um, I think it's the, it's, mostly the latter mm-hmm. the la- uh, the, i think most people are just uh just clued out like i s- said earlier they're preoccupied by other things uh that are um um you know more existential um uh, like putting food on the table um cost of living um making ends meet um so how does it matter that uh, you know the government is regulating online streaming services um, uh, so I, I think, I think, uh, but you know, my, my guess is, and this is just a guess and it's just a conjecture that if you were to ask the average person on the street, do you want the government to control more of your uh, life? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that person would say, no, I think, I think this would, you know, I, 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 I don't think anybody wants the government to decide what Canadian content is, what, uh, um, certainly, you know, people who make a living on platforms like YouTube are, um, you know, up in arms over this bill. They're, they're, they're really, uh, frustrated. And for them, it's an existential crisis because, um, a lot of their revenue, um, uh, depends on being able to, um, promote their content that their content is available uh is 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 you know it it it's seen overseas um and 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 you know this this is just going to do the opposite and um and 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 what's um what what several of these people have said is that they if this becomes law they're going to have to move leave leave the country you know, go to a place where they don't have uh, these these draco- this draconian law, and that could be really anywhere. Because as I mentioned, Canada is an outlier in this. So it could be the U.S., it could be somewhere in Europe, it could be I don't know anywhere, but mm-hmm. it won't be Canada, and that's going to be our loss. Yeah, definitely. Um, and last week, after you published the article, very recently after you published the article. There, the Liberals tabled a closure motion to stop debate about this bill in the House of Commons. I'm not sure if you followed all that, but I, it, you know, it, it, I, as I understand it, it was in order to ensure that the bill would clear the Commons and then go back to the Senate. Um, I mean, what did you think about that move and what's happening now? Like, where does the bill stand at this point? Uh, so I think that they tried to force it. Uh, the Liberals tried to force it uh, in 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 Parliament in the House of Commons um, on, and uh, um, but it's still you know it. But you know it could it could become law anytime soon. I think it goes back to the Senate, 
and um, I'm, I'm, you know, uh, but. Uh, the conservatives uh, and, and everybody opposing it, that's mostly the conservatives are, uh, you know, still fighting it out. So I, I'm, um, I, you know, I'm, I'm not quite sure, you know, when this is going to become law, but it's, it's, I think the word on the street is it's basically, you know, it's well on its way. So. Why do you think the liberal party is so invested in this? I mean, the conservative party is has been super opposed to this. I mean, Pierre Polyevra in in particular has been really outspoken, which I really appreciate. Um, he's been trying to get the word out to Canadians about what's happening and and to help them understand what the the very serious impact could be on Canadians and and Canadian creators. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that the Liberal Party is invested in this bill in particular? Well, that's a great question, uh, and um, I have been, um, you know, I was thinking about that quite a bit when I was working on the story, and uh, it's it's especially perplexing when you uh, when when you recall that Justin Trudeau in 2015 in an interview to the New York Times said that Canada is a post-national state. There's no real identity here, and so on and so forth. Yet you have this bill, it's a nationalist bill. It's talking about Canadian content, promoting Canadian content. And it sounds very parochial, almost. In fact, it is very parochial. Uh, and, And so the Justin Trudeau of 2015, he says this, and then the the Justin Trudeau government of uh, 2023 is trying to push this bill to become law. And I, the, the, so, you know, the two things are at odds with each other, but I think we have to remind ourselves the reason why this is happening is, especially with this government, um, they have been, um, you know, trying to exert control over over our lives in, you know, gradually over the years since they've been in power. Um, and the pandemic accelerated that to a great to a great extent. Uh, and it gave them the excuse to be involved in our lives. Uh, and no government, actually, to be fair to the to the liberal government, to be fair to the Trudeau government, every government around the world took advantage of the pandemic to push, uh, you know, all kinds of draconian measures, uh, you know, with the excuse that they were looking af- looking out for our well-being. Uh, but uh, so it's not just uh, unique to this government, but when it comes to the Trudeau government, they've been trying to, um, you know, you know, they've been tinkering every, you know, they've been, they've been inching closer and closer to how can we, how can we play a bigger role here? You know, how can we get more involved? How can we control, um, uh, control the masses? Uh, How, how can we do that? And Hey, you know, Justin Trudeau is still popular and he's still, uh, a charismatic leader, according to the polls, and um, and you know he's still standing strong, as far as I'm concerned. So I think the fact that um, you know they think that they can push push this push on Bill C11 and Bill C18 and anything else that they can 
come, come up with um, uh, in, in the next little while, I suspect that a decent chunk of the population of the voting public will probably be on board with this, mm. um, and um, and and so I, I I I think I think to answer your question, I think it's just as simple as uh, just government overreach. Yeah, and what can Canadians do to push back against this before it becomes law? Uh, well, that's a great question. I mean, I was at a conference a couple of weeks ago here in Ottawa, and someone asked that as a question, what can we do? Uh, someone asked this question to a conservative senator. And um, I think I think uh, the best you can do at this point is uh, really, you know, write to your MP, um, uh, you know, create noise on social media, uh, and, and, and just really, uh, you know, just organize and make make it make it make it clear that you're opposed to it and uh because this is this is uh not going to be good for you know our future and uh and we certainly uh you know don't want a regulator telling us what we can uh consume online um that that is incredibly problematic because look you might support this as a liberal as a liberal, you might support this because it's the liberal government, it's a it's the Trudeau government. But what happens when someone someone else is in power that you don't like? You know, they 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 can they 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 can promote content that they think is important, and and so there's no winning here for any any of us, right? I mean, you might see this as a uh, a victory in the short run, but I you know in the long run, I think. We're all screwed, yeah. <laughs> and and so this is why I say it's not a partisan issue. Um, it's 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 as simple as uh, standing up for our rights. Yeah, and I think that's a really good point for people to remember is that maybe people might support this thinking, oh, the liberal government's in my corner, like they're going to do what I like with the algorithm. They're going to be pushing content that I support. They're going to be supporting artists and media makers that I think are good. But as you say, I mean, that power could be in the hands of someone else in a few years. Yeah. And maybe you really won't like that. And that's also how people need to think about free speech. You know, the kinds of people who say, you know, this free speech, but not this free speech. And yes, the government should have control over what we're allowed to say or produce or what kinds of debates we're allowed to have. And it's like, well, you say that now because maybe your opinions or your views or your politics yeah. or your ideologies are popular, but that's not always going to be true. And do you mm -hmm. want this to be turned around in the other direction? I mean, it would be nice if everybody was like, free speech for all, everybody like say what they want, open debate, but that's mm -hmm. not how a lot of people operate, unfortunately. So I think it's important for them to remember that this kind of thing can come back and bite them in the ass Absolutely. as well. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Um, and and I think that's why it's important for everybody to speak up and 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 it's good to see that people like Margaret Atwood and some mm -hmm. liberal senators have dissented and uh, and you know that clearly tells me that this is this is you know it it it, it is not a partisan issue and even if they hadn't spoken out I would still say that because you know as I said I mean this this is about our rights it's standing up for our rights and. Uh, 
and 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 making sure that uh, that uh, they're protected. Uh, and uh, and you know we've we've already experienced this now with the pandemic. You know you 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 trust the government. You're following the science because the government says you should follow the science, and you do all of the stuff, and then. You know, it, it, it turns out at the end of the day, you know, it was really about trying to control your lives, and um, and and uh, and and that's what's happening here as well. And uh, and I think we should. I, I'm hoping that we've smartened up and that we, mm -hmm. you know, that we're thinking differently about this. Yeah, I think so too, and I hope so as well. I hope that people have really paid close attention to what happened over the past two, three years, what happened during the pandemic, and. And, you know, I think be reminded that the mainstream media in Canada in particular really is is still very much controlled. I mean, if we're talking about the CBC by government ideology, it's really dictated by government ideology. It's a government funded entity and we have a very small media landscape and the kinds of media and information's already that Canadians have access to is limited, I think, by by government overreach and, and government control. And do we really want that to get worse? Uh, well, <laughs> I, I I don't. I certainly don't. And um I, I don't think a lot of people want that. And uh and and you know I think I think uh hopefully um you know people are starting to ask these questions. Uh, these are extremely important questions, um, and uh, that that are starting to wake up to uh, to reality and what the future holds in store for us uh, if if we don't speak up now. Yeah, for sure. Okay, well, thank you so much for talking to me about this. I really appreciate it. I think this issue is so important, and I'm again really grateful that you're covering it. Can you tell us how people can find you and your work online? Yeah, so I am a writer for the Free Press, um, so you can find my stories um, on the Free Press. I also write for the National Post. I write a column for the National Post, and I host a podcast of my own on True North called the Rupa Subramania Show. So you can find me on all three platforms. And if you're still having trouble finding me, you can find me on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> okay, perfect. Great. Uh, Thank you so much for your time tonight. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much, Megan. Great, okay. to, great to be on your show. Thank you so much. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. Yeah, bye. I'm Megan Murphy, host of The Same Drugs. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider becoming a patron on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Megan Murphy. This allows you access to special content, early access to episodes, and weekly private live streams. This allows you access to special content and early access to episodes. You can also follow and support my work on Substack, that's meganmurphy.substack.com, or you can support this podcast directly on Spotify by clicking the support button on the Same Drugs podcast page. I produce and host this podcast all by myself and rely entirely on individual donors to sustain my work. This is all me and you, the listener. You can donate any amount you like from $5 a month to $20 to $100 or more or less. It all counts. Thank you so much for supporting Conversations Outside the Algorithm. <laughs>